0: Eagles are at the podium and we have it covered here for you. Thanks to the fine folk at SB Nation and Bleeding Green Nation. I am your host, Michael Kist, and today we have two chats with the media. First up is Doug Peterson from Monday. He gives his usual Carson Wentz performance review coming off the win against the 49ers. He also gives some injury updates, showers praise on guys like Travis Fulgham and Alex Singleton, and much more. After the break... You'll hear from defensive coordinator Jim Schwartz from Tuesday. He came to the defensive Nate Gary, who has been ripped by both local and national media recently. He also had some praise for Jannard Avery's hashtag breakout game and talks about the struggles that the defense had slowing down 49ers tight end George Kittle. Keep an eye out for a new From the Bleachers with Seamus Clancy that'll be hitting your feed soon, plus a new BGN radio with Jimmy Kemsky and Brandon Lee Gowton as we transition from the San Francisco 49ers and into the showdown with the undefeated Pittsburgh Steelers this upcoming Sunday day subscribe rate review you know the drill and now we go to the podium uh you had a little chance to look at your offensive line uh, on tape after you know this morning i assume uh, what did you see it, it certainly you know a solid effort but there were some stunts
1: and twists and things that maybe didn't get picked up uh, how would you assess them uh, after looking at it yeah i mean they they played obviously they played they played well um you know it wasn't perfect, uh, as you as you mentioned. There were there were a few games on third down that uh, you know we could do a little bit better. We could recognize a little bit better. And, and listen, that just comes from playing, right? I mean, that just comes from getting reps and and uh, being comfortable in there. And and um, but I thought overall they they hung in there. They played tough. They played physical uh, against a really good active uh, defensive line. And uh, uh, we
0: didn't
1: see Miles Sanders at the end of the game. Is he okay? Yeah, Miles is fine.
0: Go ahead, Tim, and then Zach. Doug, what's the the best Jordan Mayalata story you have from his couple years in Philly? Uh, that speaks to maybe how green he was when he first got here, or the development that you've seen since.
1: You know, I, I think the best way to describe Jordan um, when he first came, and and we've we've talked about this before. You know, every day that he came into the building here was a new day for him. You know, he, he was kind of relearning. Um, you know, the things he learned from the day before. And, and he he has grown in the three years. He has grown so much um, with just understanding the game of football and how to play the game of football, let alone executing, you know, the offense, right? Um, just learning how to play, just learning how to take a big body and, and move it around uh, differently than, than what he was used to. And, and like I said, he's come he's come, you know, a long, long way. Uh, in his development and his growth I, I thought there were some some really good things yesterday by him you know he's a he's a big man obviously he's strong and and when 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 he when he is 100 percent accurate on what he's doing on that particular play it's hard for defenders to you know get around him whether it's a pass block or or a run block when when he's right so um you know he's 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 still a work in progress he's still like a you know, a ball of clay that we're shaping and molding and, and and making into a left tackle. Go ahead, Zach, and then Jamie.
2: Hey, Doug, what did you make of your wide receivers last night? And going forward, how do you see that position shaping up?
1: Again, I thought these guys, uh, both in the run and pass game, you know, played physical, Uh, We made some plays down the stretch. I thought Hightower on that fourth and four, fourth and five came up big for us with that, with that catch. And of course, Travis Fogum, you know, for the 42 yard touchdown, Greg Ward picked up some big third downs for us, Um, you know, and, and these guys will just continue to get better. And and we just got to continue to, to keep their development coming. It's, um, it's, you know, it's one of those things when you're, when you play with some young players, you, you, you kind of crawl before you can run and, and, um, you know, that's that's what we're going to have to do. But these guys are talented. Uh, you know, Carson's excited to work with them um, as we as we get the rest of the, you know, the guys healthy and, and back out on the field. Jamie and then Bo.
2: Coach, um, you know, after a couple of weeks of mistake-ridden football, Carson had a, a pretty decent game yesterday. And How much will that help his confidence going forward? How much as a former quarterback yourself can one game, one win actually set you on a roll now?
1: I think it's huge for Carson. I think it's huge for our football team to to be able to pull out a win against um, you know a team that was in the Super Bowl a year ago on the road, you know, cross country. This is just it's just great for you know for our football team to be able to do this, but for Carson Wentz specifically uh, to to play better and, and and really to play play physical um, in in his play yesterday and um, you know efficient in the passing game. There wasn't obviously there wasn't a, a lot of yardage, but the thing was he was efficient and there are a couple throws he would he would definitely like to have back and and all of that but uh this is big uh for him you know just to get that confidence just to get the taste of winning again uh with everybody you know me included just to get that uh taste back and and just gives you a little bit of motivation a little bit you know something to build on as as we we move forward to this week Bo
0: and then ruben Hey Doug, uh, I know you said after the game yesterday that you guys didn't treat this like a, like a must win or anything, but what was the mood like in the locker room and, and on the flight home?
1: Well, the mood was mood was exciting. I mean, it was it was electric. Uh, the guys were you know excited in the locker room, um, you know, high fiving, jumping around, hugging each other, just you know what you would expect after a win. I, I think you know these guys have been you know obviously beaten down the last few weeks. Um, not only by our opponents, but but obviously by by what they're seeing and reading and and being talked about, you know, outside of the building. And I think, you know, you could just see the relief, right, of just, just kind of getting that win and, and again, going into, you know, um you know, into a place where, you know, against a good team and pulling out that the way we pulled it out, I think, um, defensively stepping up with the three takeaways. You know, we had the pick six by Alex and then uh just the way our the way our specialists the way cam johnston kicked punted the football and jake you know kicked the ball and i just think it was a great team effort you know and so that's that's why all that hard work and preparation that the guys put into the week you know paid off and that was the excitement after the game
0: ruben and then john
1: hey doug uh you mentioned miles um health was okay on that last drive. It was, you know, we saw Corey out there. Um, what was going on? It, it, was it totally not related to the glute or another injury? Uh, was it a ball security thing or what was happening with miles? Oh, no, don't, don't listen. Don't read into anything. Um, That's why I'm asking. Y- yeah, no, Corey, Corey is, we, we have situational football, right? As you know, first, second, third down, we have four minute football. We have two minute football. We have backed up football. There's red zone, there's goal line, there's short, there's all kinds of stuff. And, And we put our backs. I mean, you guys asked me to play our backs more, so I'm trying to play our backs more. So um, Corey was was one of our backs at the end of the game in our four minute offense. He's a little bit bigger back. He's you know, he's capable of running between the tackles that way. He's powerful. He's big. And and so by by design, um, by game plan design, uh, he was he was in on those uh, those specific plays at the end of the game. Go ahead, John. And then Kristen. Hey,
3: Doug, uh, you mentioned the cross-country trip, and, and obviously it's a new world. Uh, so now you've kind of, you've seen it from both perspectives. You've seen it from a team coming in, you going out. How much different is going on the road in this NFL with no fans? Alex mentioned
0: after the big play, you know, there's already silence. So do you find it easier?
3: Is it, is it more difficult or or is it easier on the road?
1: Well, I would say it's a little bit easier from the standpoint of not having fans uh, in, in the stadium. You know, you're you're able to hear everything, you know, um, during the course of the game, uh, you know. But the one thing that's that you still have to handle is you still have to handle the travel. You still have to handle getting on an airplane and, and staying in a hotel and, and your, your meetings and, and everything like that, you know then again, I say that and it's easier because our players were not allowed to leave the, the hotel, right? We was, it's our own little protected bubble when we're on the road, you know, and there's, there are no fans, there are no families, guests at the hotel, no visitors to see players or coaches at the hotel, you know? So it's, again, it's basically taking Nova on the road and, and keeping that protected bubble around, uh, around our players and coaches. So from that standpoint, I think it's a little bit easier, uh, but you still have to handle, you know, a three hour time change, right. Going from East to West and then, you know, playing a Sunday night game and, um, and all of that. And that, that, that part of it doesn't change, um, you know, obviously when you go on the road, Kristen, and then Chris.
3: Hey, Doug. So doc rivers is being introduced as the Sixers new head coach in just about a half hour here. Curious if you've ever had any interactions with him and any advice as a fellow head coach in Philadelphia.
1: Um, I have not had a chance or the pleasure to uh, to to meet him. I'd love to have the chance to introduce myself and and welcome him to Philadelphia. And uh, obviously, I'm sure he understands the, the the passionate fans and the and the and the media base here in in the in the, in the great city of Philadelphia and the surrounding area. And and um, you know he, he's a, he's a veteran coach and, and he he understands and and uh, we're excited to have him and and be a part of our. Uh, our community, uh, here in, in Philadelphia. And then I can't, can't wait to, uh, to finally meet him. Chris and then Dave.
0: Hey, Doug, you guys have added some wrinkles when it's come to Jalen Hurts and Adrian Killens yesterday. How can you guys, how can you use their presence, you know, in a limited, with limited tape
3: and pre-snap motion?
1: Yeah, I think it's important that we find ways to use all our players. Um, you know, the last couple of weeks we've used Jalen Hurts a little bit more uh, each week, and and we're still trying to find creative ways. You know, to that can that can help us, right? And and uh, we were we were successful a couple of times yesterday. We did have the one drop snap, which can't happen obviously in a game. And with Adrian, you know, utilizing his speed, uh, he, he's a he's a he, he's a faster, smaller, you know, quick twitch type of a guy that uh, we we've been excited about since we've had him and. And, um, you know, just finding ways to, to get these guys involved in the game plan. You know, it's, we're, in a, we're in a unique situation where we're having to use everybody, you know, and, and uh, everybody that's dressed in uniform on game day is going to have to play in, in some form or capacity uh, that way.
0: Dave and then Rob. Hey, Doug. What happened with Lane's ankle yesterday? Was there a specific play where he tweaked it? And do you have any updates on the guys who got hurt yesterday, uh, T.J. Edwards and Rudy
1: Ford? So, um, I'll just start with T.J. and Rudy. Uh, both of those guys obviously injured in the game yesterday. Uh, it appears right now uh, that that they're going to miss uh, miss some time. Um, not sure that actually, you know, the length of time, but but there is a chance they 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 miss. Um, and in Lane's case. Uh, you know, just just his ankle was was sore, um, and it it's something that you know. Obviously, I, I I don't have that ankle injury or that you know type of injury, but it takes it takes time to kind of loosen up and get warm. And there were just a couple th- couple plays early in the game where. Uh, it didn't feel right to him, so so we wanted to make sure and get it loose and keep it loose, and and he he eventually came back and played well in the second half.
0: Is that something you're worried is going to keep lingering throughout this season?
1: I mean, it's, listen, it's going to linger. We're we're to that point now where every, everybody's body is sore and 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 the, and the injuries that we have and they're gonna they're gonna continue. I mean, you're not going to get one hundred percent healthy. There's no way, you know. We just don't have time to to get everybody one hundred percent. It's just the nature of the game. So. Uh, he he's a tough kid. Uh, he 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 plays through it, and uh, he's going to have to continue to play through it the rest of the year. Rob, and then Dan.
0: Hey, Doug. On one of those plays where Carson was split wide, he was getting into it with the defensive back there. Obviously, you don't want him standing out there doing nothing. But what do you say to him about being careful when he's mixing it up with a DB? And, and what do you want him to do in those spots?
1: For the I I think for the most part, it's uh. It's probably a little friendly, friendly fire going back and forth, you know, between the two. I don't think there's anything seriously. I mean, I'm, you know, if anybody takes a quarterback split out as a wide receiver serious, then you know, uh, maybe we should do it more, right? Uh, but um, you know, obviously, he knows when he's out there, he does have to protect himself because a DB, you, you never, you never know, right? You never know if somebody wants to take a shot, you know, when the ball is snapped. So he has to protect himself. We we talk about that you know each week with him, uh, when when we when we use these plays and um, just want to make sure that that he understands that uh, you know that's it's not a playoff right I mean it's uh, it's a, it's an important aspect of it and uh, but I'm sure the uh, the 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 chippiness was probably just friendly banter as they say. Dan and then Mike.
2: Hey, dog! Uh, you're through the quarter mark uh, of the season what have you learned about your team through these first four games and what has really stood out to you?
1: I, I think the one thing that has really stood out this first, um, this first month, um, you know, is, is just how resilient this football team is. You know, we, we have not played our best football. I, I don't feel, um, you know, we, we've, we've kind of shot ourselves in the foot, you know, in the first, uh, you know, three, four weeks here, uh, Finally, overcame some of the mistakes yesterday to to put ourselves in a position to, you know, be in first place in the NFC East. But you know, there's a long long road road ahead. You know, we we've we got to learn from the first four weeks, but at the same time, and and, and learn from it and carry it carry it forward. And uh, we just got to keep working. And and um, this is what I appreciate about our guys is as, as they come to work every day, no matter what the circumstances. No matter what the what the situation, they practice. It's always been a next man up mentality, um, and and they go to work, and and that's uh, that's that's what I've learned, and and that's what's going to carry us, uh, you know, these next four weeks.
0: Mike and then Nick. Hey, Doug, I know we've asked you about Travis a couple of times over the last 24 hours, but what did he show you during training camp in the last few weeks to kind of earn that promotion other than, you know, a bunch of injuries popping up? And did you guys have any interest in him when he was coming to the draft last year, if you remember?
1: I I do remember him in the draft. And, you know, we had some some good grades on him and, um, you know, and and really liked him, um, you know, at the time. Uh, But but he he was somebody that that we definitely – um when when he became available to, to, to grab and, and grab him and, and get him in here and, and get him working and you know he's just he's just a kid that again he just he just comes to comes to work and enjoys coming, you know, and enjoys enjoys being out there on the grass and being around his teammates and he, you know, he was making plays against our defense and um, you know, on the scout team and and, you know, making flash plays and of course he was working on special teams as well and and uh you know felt obviously you know with the injury situation at receiver spot you know he earned it he earned uh, an opportunity to, to come up and, and and play and and uh he played well yesterday had the big catch for the touchdown and it was great to see
0: we'll wrap it up with nick martin and ed hi uh, doug uh, just following up on the earlier question from zach about the future of the wide receiver spot i mean Uh, when
1: you do get everybody back, you're you're probably going to have some decisions to make. You're going to have maybe a log jam there. And so just kind of keeping with that, uh, you know, does does Travis earn a spot? I mean, has he done enough? You're going to have to make make some some decisions there. Uh, How difficult is that going to be? Well, I I hope – honestly, I I hope we have those tough choices to make. Um, You know, with the guys we got, the guys we got coming – you know, down the, down the pipeline here. I mean, that, that, that's a, that would be a great situation because right now we're, we're not in that situation. So uh, it'd be great to have those choices. And, um, you know, quite honestly, we'll, we'll figure that out when, when we get to that point and we cross that bridge. Um, but right now, you know, obviously with a guy like Travis, he's earned a spot to, to come up and play and, and help us, uh, you know, compete and, and try to win on Sunday. Martin.
0: Hey, Doug. Um, on defense, you guys got like really good production from your defensive line, especially like Janard Avery. I think he had like five quarterback hits and sixteen snaps. Um, what have you been seeing from him? And, and and if you could also just talk about the defensive line play in
1: general, thanks. Yeah, I, I think the the D line has really improved each week, um, and and they've really. Started coming into their own. We're getting really good production, good pass rush out of whichever four, the combination of four or five, you know, that are in the game at one time. And so that that's really good to see because of what it's doing is now we're putting pressure on the quarterback with those four guys or with those five guys, and and uh, it just helps out your secondary when you can when you can do that. In the case of Jarnard Avery, again, he's another one that just has just improved each week um you know he's 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 a guy that's he's he's low he's compact he's quick he can bend and and he's strong if he if he gets his hands into your chest I mean he can he can push you know push a tackle back into the quarterback so he he's learning you know he's learning the scheme he's learning how to play within the scheme um and uh you know he had really good production yesterday Wrapped up with that Hey, Doug, um, Zach Ertz continues to attract all kinds of attention. Is there
0: anything more that can be done to scheme him open, or is it just going to be the way it is until maybe some of your more proven
1: guys like the Sean and Alshon come back to kind of take some of the focus away from Zach? Yeah. You know, obviously he, he commands and, and gets a lot of respect, you know, from, from our opponents and, and it was no different yesterday in the game and, you know, we can, we can do things uh, with him, move him around by scheme. Um, kind of hide his splits a little bit, do some different things that way to to help get him open, but for the most part he knows he's going to have a, you know, a challenge. He's going to have either a safety or a a third corner, potentially a bigger corner that's going to guard him, you know, particularly on third downs and you know, that's just what he um he understands and um you know, he 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 keeps, he keeps competing and keeps battling, you know, and, and, uh, so it's a, it's a little of both, right. Some by scheme and, and some by, some by the defense is just, uh, um, you know, ways that we got to continue to, to find, uh, opportunities with him.
2: Support for this show comes from Sylvan learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity, but giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge that takes a team
0: It was a very good game, I guess, from your standpoint. But when you look at Janard Avery uh, and what he was able to do in a, a you know, very few snaps, um, is that a role for him going forward, kind of as
3: a situational type pass rusher? You know, that was sort of the the breakout game we've been waiting for from him. Um, you know, he's always been a, a skilled pass rusher. It's just you know fitting him in with all the other um, with all the other stuff. I think he's really. Um, done a good job of refining his technique and limiting um, you know is just just sort of sticking with what works best for him I think he had too big of a pass rush repertoire um, earlier in his career and I think that uh, coach Burke and coach wash have really done a good job of um, you know just sort of honing in on what works for him and he's he's starting to embrace that so um, he certainly made a difference in this game he was fresh when he came off the um, when he came off the bench which is a A big thing for our guys that are coming off the bench and he gave us that change up um and made some big plays for us in the game caused the um his pressure led to the first interception which uh i think was a huge play in that game sort of maybe flies below the radar when the game's all said and done but you know they were driving they were in the red zone um we got that pressure got that interception and i think that um you know that that was a that was a, a key turning point in that game
0: Jeff, and then paul Jimmy obviously you had to do a lot of shuffling in the in the secondary with your, your cornerbacks. Like, can you explain the decision? To have Jalen on the outside, and it looked like you you basically split the safety duties between Marcus Epps and, and Kevon Wallace. And what has Wallace shown you to earn that uh, starting spot?
3: Well, it, it was different packages. I would I wouldn't consider one the starter over the other in that yeah, game. You know, know. Um, they were all they were all just sort of starting in their own package, and we sort of com- compartmentalized and and spread the um, the contribution around a little bit. But our, our depth was a little bit better at safety than it was at corner. And um, you know, and and Cravon and and Roby mean a lot to us when it comes to the slot and those kind of things. And we thought our best option there, not having uh, Trev, not having Avante. Um, our best option, not having Craig. Um, our best option was uh, Jay Mill. He embraced it, and I thought he did a really good job in that game, um, covered well and tackled well.
0: Paul and then Bo. Yeah, Jim, uh, Ed asked you about uh,
1: about Avery, but your, your overall pass rush the last two weeks has, has been awfully good and, and consistent. Uh, obviously, that's important to this defense. I mean,
0: you've made it clear how that that's the engine that runs this whole train. Uh, talk about that, and and Malik Jackson's play uh, last four games. I mean, he's really come on.
3: Yeah, Malik's playing outstanding football for us. Um, as are a lot of guys. Once we got healthy on the on the D line and got Derek Barnett back and got Hargrave back, um, I think you really saw um, a big jump from those guys. Um, just production-wise, um, you know, we talked about Sweat's contribution and being a much-improved player. Um, you know, Malik has, you know, we missed him last year. He only played one game for us, or three-quarters of one game. Um, came back, he's, he's not only played well in the field, he's been an outstanding leader for us. Um, he's got a great tempo on game day. He's a, he's a really smart player. He's a veteran player, um, and he's a hard matchup. He's a different kind of matchup for the guards. I think we have some some different kind of guys. We got some you know you know we got Fletch in there, Hargrave um, you know a little bit more of a bull rusher. Um, you know, uh, we saw Ridge um, Ridgeway have um, good pass rush and and using his power. And Malik can do a lot of different things. He's got he's got one of the best set of D line hands um, that I've that I've been able to be around or coach. Um, he's he's really good, and um, it's a tough matchup for some of those guards. He's also played with just great tempo. You see him chasing plays down. I think we've seen that from all our D linemen. But you know, um, Malik Fletch. And uh, Barnett really stand out that way, making tackles on run plays down the field. Um, you know, Barnett made a couple plays on um, on passes down the field. And uh, that's the kind of effort we expect from our guys, too. And, um, and Malik has led the way that way.
0: Oh, and then Daniel.
3: Hey, Jim, was was this a
0: case of uh, you sort of deciding that, you know, you were going to let George Kittle get his and then try to stop everybody else? Or, or was he just sort of that good <laughs> that you know, he was able to be that
3: Productive. no we were trying our best to stop him we didn't have very much success um no we, we didn't take that approach um he's he made catches against pretty much every coverage um you know late in the game we were playing a lot of two and you know that just gave him sort of free access and he made some plays there but he made plays against our quarters coverage against our three against man-to-man against blitz um he was just a tough matchup for us and um you know we um you know he he, he got to the- we we're still trying to stop him. He's an outstanding player. Um not just his ability as a receiver, but we saw with his run after the catch or even a run play. Um he's an outstanding player. So, uh, you know, that was that was that was hats off to him and a little bit of disappointment from us. Um, you know, we were we tried a lot of different things, none of them really had much effect.
2: Daniel and then Dave Jim uh, we got to talk to Jordan Mailata on uh, Sunday night and the first thing he did was credit Joe Osman for preparing him uh, for the game Sunday um, obviously Osman has been doing a lot on the scout team um, but how have you kind of seen his work with the scout team uh, shape his development uh, you know during his time with you guys
3: yeah you know Joe's just another one of those guys that's just you know um, a a bad, um, you know, an ankle sprain or, you know, whatever, a headache away from being in the game for us. A lot of our practice squad guys are. You know, I, I sort of view our practice squad this year. It's really not a practice squad. It's more of a taxi squad. And, you know, those guys could all get to call Sunday morning and have to go out and play. And we have confidence that Joe would, um, you know, would be ready and would be able to contribute um, if he got the call, he prepares himself very well. And just through his effort, um, he's preparing the offense. Um, you know, he's 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 one of the best workers that we have. And um, I think that the people that have complimented Joe on his practice habits they haven't started or ended with Jordan Malata. I mean, Lane Johnson and, you know, a lot of other offensive linemen of all. Um, have all complimented him and thought that he he helped them get ready. But I don't think Joe's really trying to help those guys get ready. He's trying to help himself get ready. He's practicing as hard as he can, and he's trying to get himself ready for when he gets that call. You know, just it's it's not a matter of um, if, it's probably when, Um, you know, just when it comes to injuries, when it comes to all the different things that come up. We've seen a lot of different guys come off our practice squad and uh, contribute on Sundays.
0: Dave and then Tim. Hey Jim, we've talked before about the disconnect between how you guys view Nate Gary and maybe how the fan base does. Uh, with that in mind, how do you think he's played so far this year, and and what has he done to earn the amount of snaps he's gotten so far?
3: Yeah, you, you know me, I, I'm I'm not a big like tell you how a guy is uh, tell you how a guy is playing, um, you know. But but Nate's a been been a very solid player for us and has uh, helped us win a lot of games. Um, and I, I would I would just caution this. There's probably a lot of plays that um, people outside of our building think might be his fault. That he just happens to be the, the closest guy when someone else made a mistake. And um, I think they end up blaming him a lot of times. You know, he just he's he's sort of the closest guy to some plays. And um, you know, I mean, that's just sort of the way the ball bounces. Um, we just need to be more efficient overall. And um and more consistent overall and he just plays his part in it. Um but you know, so I, I think that anytime that, that you have people outside the building that grade um players, you can get things like that. I, I tend to, to try to keep our evaluations in house and um you know and just work on improving uh in, in our own building. Tim and then Jimmy. One of your DBs made the point last week that when you're playing a lot of man-to-man, you're backs to the ball more,
0: and so maybe you're not going to be generating as many interceptions in a defensive backfield. I'm wondering if that's just something that you kind of, um, you know, uh, that you accept when you when you go
2: to that defense, and then what are the you know the upsides to that 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 make it a, a good trade-off?
3: Well, I mean, every week we're going to do what we think is best to um, best compete in that in that game and and give us the best chance to win. Um, there's a lot of ways you can make interceptions in man. Um, your back isn't necessarily to the ball, but your eyes aren't on the ball, which I think is um, is is the difference. We don't we don't play with our backs to the ball because um, just you know just sort of the layers of our man to man. But um, your eyes are um, you know your eyes aren't there, and sometimes balls can can you know, sort of fall into dead spots and, and things like that. But there's there's still plenty of ways to get interceptions, you know, hitting the quarterback and having some balls float. I mean, we saw one of those late in the game. Um, Avery got a hit on the quarterback. The ball was up there forever. We were in zone coverage then. We didn't make the interception. So, um, you know, it, we're our, our goal is to stop offenses and keep scores down. We're not trying, um, you know, I, I've said this before, you know, if you try to, to get Turnovers, you're probably chasing the wrong thing. Just do your job in the scheme. Let's try to do what we can do best to stop an opponent, keep the score down, get off the field on third down. You know, win in the red zone. You know, all those things that are important to us. And if you do those, then the plays will come to you. You know, we were in a, a bit of a turnover drought the first three games, and um, all of a sudden ended up with three in this. And I don't think any of the three had to do with somebody trying to do more than just their job in the scheme. Jimmy and then John. Hey Jim, uh, what stands out to you from this uh, Steelers offense through their first three games of the season? Um, you know, they just they they, they, they challenge um, the whole field um, with the run game, with the pass game. You have a, obviously an experienced quarterback that um, you know that that is not afraid to throw balls into tight coverage. Trust his receivers. You see that a lot. Got a lot of different playmakers at those wide receivers. They got an experienced offensive line. Um, you know, there's a, there's a lot of things, but it, it's one of those teams. I think that if you devote too many resources to taking any one player or one, one aspect of their offense away, um, they certainly have the capability to make you pay in other ways. So it's going to take a good solid team outing to um, to, to play well on Sunday.
0: John and then Mike. Hey, good
3: morning, Jim. Uh, you you kind of mentioned with Joe that everybody's just an ankle sprain or maybe a headache away. It was Alex Singleton uh, against the 49ers, and he made, obviously, the big play uh, in the pick six. What what has she shown you, and what do you like about his game? Um, you know, he's a young player for us, but he's got a little bit of experience coming from Canada. I think he was player of the year in Canada um, on defense. So he does have some experience. He has good instincts has um, sort of, you know, done a little bit more. Was on our practice squad, got promoted, played special teams, um, had a chance to play a little defense. Not just I mean, I don't I don't think his interception was his best play on defense. Um, you know, he sort of he sort of was there. Jay Mill had really good coverage on that. And I think Jay Mill had an opportunity to make that interception. I was sort of standing right there and um and saw that ball and I was like, Grant the corner's gonna pick this. And then all of a sudden, you know, it was right to Alex. Um You know, so, you know, I I don't I don't necessarily view that it was great play. It was a great, um, a great thing for our team and a great thing for him. But, um, you know, he made a couple of plays in the run game. I thought that um, were probably better plays for him. Uh, And he does have some flexibility as a player can play outside, can also play inside, Um, you know, took advantage of the time that he had.
0: Got time for a couple more. So we'll do Mike, Rob and then Zach. Jim, you've been really complimentary of Craven LeBlanc over his tenure here. Um, He's obviously been through a lot of adversity with injuries, getting waived, all that stuff. But what do you like about his overall personality and approach to the game um, and how he handles himself throughout kind of all this stuff that's going on?
3: He's a worker. um, He's tough and he's very competitive. And, um, you know, you can take all the other things You know, put them over on the side, put them in a different category, size and speed and weight and, you know, three cone drill and all those other things. But um, when you have those first three, when when you're a worker, um, when you're tough and you're competitive and you're a DB, I think that, um, you know, those are good attributes to really lean on. And he has that. He's a good tackler. He's tough. Um, We saw him blitz in this game. He did a nice job on that. It, It wasn't like he was free on the blitz. He had to be the guard. And, um, you know, it was just tenacity and effort that, that beat that guard. Um, and and that, that turn, I mean, we talk about Alex's play, but, you know, that, that takeaway, the offense was able to cash that in for a touchdown. I think, I think we turned that ball over on, like, the plus 35 or I can't, I can't remember exactly where it was, but it was in um, 49ers territory. And I, I really thought that, you know, you look at that, um, that, was, that was such a key moment in that game, beyond. able to... Being able to generate that pressure, be able to create that turnover, set the ball up for our offense. Our offense was able to uh, cash that in for a touchdown, and um, you know everything else after that was sort of I don't say gravy, but uh, I thought that you know that play was that way was big, and and um, Strap has made a lot of plays like that for us. He's um, got some flexibility. Plays inside, can play outside, can play a dime role, can play a nickel role. Um, he's really carved out a, um, you know, a, a, a significant role for us on defense. Robin and Zach. Jim, when you guys got Darius Lay, you knew you were getting a three-time Pro Bowl cornerback. But has he so far even exceeded your expectations? And And what did you see on that final play? Because he ended up having to make a play on the ball to secure that win yeah um yeah, he was he was one of those guys you know, just sort of you know just like a lot of those situations, you know the ball's up and you know you got to get it on the ground or um, you know knock it down and um, you know so you know he, he's a guy that when the game's been on the line the last couple of weeks has come up with some big plays for us. Um, you know, going going back to overtime the week before and knocking down a, a couple uh, a couple key passes. Um, you know, this week, same thing. Um, you know, e- each week his job in the game plans a little bit different. Might be shadowing a different receiver, you know, those kind of things. but um, you know he's I said before, he's he's, he's got good length as a corner. Um, you know, he's got good height and he's got really long arms so he can match some of those big receivers, but he also has the feet and the quickness to uh, match some of the smaller guys. And uh, he's, he's another guy that's very competitive in um, in, uh, in coverage. And um, it's, it's made a big difference for us, for sure.
2: Go ahead, Zach. As a follow-up to the previous question on Jalen Mills, is this a short-term thing until Avante gets healthy, or, or can you see him staying at, at, at corner thereafter?
3: Well, we'll see. We'll, we'll do what we think's best each week, depending on who we have available to the game. Um, I thought that was a really unselfish thing for him to do. You know, I mean, he's, he's, he was still a developing player at safety and, you know, making, making some plays there and also having some learning on the job, um, you know, growing pains at the position. But, you know, when the team was in need and our corners were, you know, our corner position was way down and we asked him to do it, it was never even a hesitation. It was like, hey, whatever you need. And um, he worked really hard during the week, at you know, because he'd been working on different things. It's a different set of eyes playing safety and corner. But you know, we'll, we'll see going forward. Um, you know, we we just got to Tuesday, and um, you know, we really don't know where our guys will be on Sunday. So we'll just we'll just take it day by day and uh, do what we thinks best um, gives us the best opportunity to win on Sunday.